Warning, certain segments of this episode are in the higher decibel range. We asked for the safety of your hearing to turn down the volume slightly now. Now broadcasting from inside Furry Heads rent-free, he's going to tell you what it's really like to be a furry, and he's not holding back. Get ready for your weekly dose from the prescriber of the hard truth on Unleashed. Here's your host, Lifty Husky. Okay, folks, we have got to talk about this new Midwest Fur Fest policy that just uh, came out. It's a update over the COVID-19 policy that they had for last year. And you'd think that, you know, given how everything is easing up, that we've had uh, masks have been lifted on public transit, on airplanes, conventions that have gone maskless, that have done away with the option of show your vaccine card. There's been all kinds of improvements in this year alone about COVID. And basically, we're moving on with our life without having to deal with COVID. And then uh, Midwest Fur Fest drops this on us like a dead hammer on our on our heads and basically tells us, no, 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 no. We are not done with COVID at all. It is 2020 all over again. And they drop this like a hammer. This is their Midwest Fur Fest 2022 COVID-19 policy. It is not an improvement. It is not an improvement at all. You would think it would be an improvement given how things are going. It is not an improvement at all. And we're going to talk about it tonight. Greetings, folks. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm your host, Lifty. And joining me on the podcast is my good co-host, Tex. Hi, y'all. How are y'all tonight? Uh, wonderful. We are doing wonderful. We're still kind of reeling from the uh, big news. <laughs> Completely blast MFF for this disastrous policy that they dropped on our heads it's horrendous it is it, it, it is horrendous and uh the best way i can describe it with one word cruelty cruelty i do not use the words by accident i don't use the words for hyperbole i use them deliberately this is cruelty and we're going to talk about it. We're going to go over everything that's going on in Midwest Furfest because they've lost their minds. They've gone insane. I've never thought of Midwest Furfest staff or basically the Midwest Furfest board, the people who run that shit. I've never thought of them as competent people. Not once. I've nope. been there twice. I've been there 2017, 2019, have not enjoyed my time in either year. That I've been there. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, I have not enjoyed myself at MFF the both times that I've gone there. Both times I've just left wondering why the hell did I go? Why did I? Why did I waste all this money just going there? And this year, it's it's just gonna get worse. Yeah. Not just because of this COVID policy, which we're gonna get in a minute. You know, the timing of this COVID nineteen policy, it was absolutely done deliberately. Of course, you know, Midwest Furfest, they love to hype things up during a, a calm time in the con scene. Like, they don't want to hype anything about Midwest Furfest right after Anthrocon. No, not at all. Or, you know, right after a major convention. No, no, they, they want a lull in the convention scene so that people can, like, mellow out. And if they have PCD, 
they can look towards Midwest Fur Fest. They can start making their plan for Midwest Fur Fest and meet all their friends all over again in Midwest Fur Fest. And that's exactly what they did. So in the middle of August, they started teasing about their room block opening. They're doing the same bullshit that they did the last time. Basically a room lottery. That stuff is such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you know you're fighting tooth and nail for everyone who wants a damn room at MFF. Especially you you're you have your hope set for a room in the main hotel at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. And then you're given your and then you finally, you know, put your name in for the room lottery and you finally get a room. You finally get a room. Yeah, you won a room. Congratulations. You won a room at the Comfort Suites O'Hare, 2.3 miles away from the convention center. How do you feel? I feel like like shit. How is this hotel, the Comfort Suites O'Hare, how is this hotel still in the room block? There's plenty of good hotels in that general area of the Donald E. Stevens Center, and they still have that one for some reason. Probably one's within walking distance, too. Yeah! I've been to one! I've been to one half a, blo- <laughs> half a mile away from the I Regency O'Hare. I stayed in it, the Marriott Suites O'Hare. Beautiful hotel. Wonderful hotel. Oh, I highly recommend it. Pro tip, if you don't want to deal with MFF's room lottery bullshit, go check out uh, the Marriott Suites O'Hare. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. You can go from the hotel to the Hyatt Regency O'Hare in fursuit in 30-degree weather in O'Hare and not skip a beat because you won't be cold. You can weather a half a mile walk between the two hotels just fine in your fursuit. I guarantee it. That's beautiful. Yes, and I did it. I enjoyed every minute that I took from that hotel to the MFF hotel and back in fursuit because I wasn't sweating at all. It was like 24 degrees outside. It was the perfect weather for fursuiting. Like, oh, oh my God, I'm already wearing my fucking coat. It's called my fursuit. It's called a living walking carpet. It's the best thing ever for winter in Illinois. So if you don't want to deal with the room lottery bullshit because you know you're going to get burned, a lot of people, they join the room lottery for MFF hoping that they get like a room at the Embassy Suites or they get a room at the High Regency O'Hare or they get even a room at the Westin or... or, Oh, yeah, the Westin. Yeah, the Westin. Westins are nice, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. And instead, they end up in that dump of a uh, Crown Plaza. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The the Crown Plaza. Let me tell you, somebody died there. Did I tell you about that story? Somebody crawled into one of the walk-in freezers at the Crown Plaza, and they just died there. Okay. There was a protest happening to protest the death because the hotel said it wasn't their fault. Mm. And and it's just, it's a weird story. Like, how the hell weird. does that person get into the walk-in freezing in the first place? Without getting spotted by a camera. Yeah, well, they did. They got spotted by a camera. That's uh-huh. how they knew that somebody walked into the walk-in freezer because, you know, there are cameras all over that area. 
And so they had to start an investigation. They had to figure out, you know, where her last whereabouts were, blah, blah, blah. And nobody ever thought to look into the walk-in freezer. I don't even know what was in the walk-in freezer that they couldn't get. Or better yet, how is it that they can actually have a walk-in freezer and not realize, yeah, and not realize? oh, I need to get something in this walk-in freezer. I'm just going to go in. Oh, hello, there's a dead body here. Um, yeah, we're going to close that door right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's such a weird story. But yeah, that happened at that Crown Plaza. Some lady walked into the walk-in freezer, couldn't get out, froze to death, uh, caused a, a nationwide sensation, caused a, a protest to take place between the family of that woman and the Crown Plaza. Oh, God. And here's the, be- and here's the, the bit that's uh, related to Midwest Fur Fest. So Midwest Fur Fest decided that they're going to have all the dealers stay at the Crown Plaza. Folks, this Crown Plaza is a fucking dump. A dump. That's cruel. That is cruel. Yes. Yes. That's what what we should call this episode, cruelty. We just should just call it cruelty because cruelty all over the place on MFF's part. This is cruel. Yeah. And, you know, I feel bad for dealers because they don't really get to enjoy the convention nearly as much as the attendee does. No, they're working Yeah, hard. they're splitting their time between manning their, their table, selling their wares, in some cases, you know, at getting commissions done, and hopefully having some time to enjoy their convention. And, of course, they have to do with the, the, the load-in, they have to set up the, the shop. They have to tear it down. They have to walk it out. And for them, they need a good night of rest every day of the convention. They need it. The, they, oh, yes. they absolutely need it. Otherwise, they're just not going to be able to function properly to actually man that dealer's den booth. So I feel so bad for uh, you know, all these dealers that work hard all year round to be at MFF. And then they get sent to this absolute horrid dump of a hotel i've been to that hotel the rooms are narrow everything's falling apart everything looks dingy everything looks like it it needs like a complete tear down of the walls of the of the fixtures everything and i'm like it needs a bulldoze yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. absolutely bulldoze the shit Uh, it's a fucking dump it is the saddest shoddiest property on river road It's crap. It's shit. Yeah, it's crap. <laughs> and this is the hotel that they're putting all the dealers in, according to uh, MFF's yeah. new uh, room lottery system. Uh, it's just disgusting. Just disgusting. Yeah, I'm so glad they didn't do that in 2014. Oh, is that where when you went? Well, I was gonna go, but the truck decided to break down. And I had to put money into it, so couldn't go. Mm, yeah, I was. I had to refund my room. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, nice. And I'm glad I missed it because that was the year of the chlorine gas attack. Oh yeah, damn. Blessing in disguise. Yeah, you dodged a bullet there. I dodged chlorine gas. Yeah, 
And they never actually found the dude who ever did that. No. Damn. Never did. There's a huge FAQ about joining the lottery. It's so it's such a complex system. You have to form a group. You uh, when you form a group, you get a small increase in probability. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah, and then uh, you know you have to be tied to your group leader. So yeah, dealers. How does the Crown Plaza dealers block fit in with the lottery? The Crown Plaza across River Road from the Stevens Convention Center has a portion of the room set aside only for dealers. If you apply to be an MFF dealer and would like to stay in the dealer's block, indicate that you're a dealer on the room lottery form and include the Clown Plaza as one of your hotel preferences. If you're not selected as a dealer, we will process your lottery application as an attendee. Dealers are not required to stay at the Crown Plaza, nor does the Crown Plaza have to be your top choice to be eligible for the Crown Plaza dealer's block. As for the hotel you want in the order, then what the hell's the point of this dealer's block? Yeah, what the hell? Nobody wants Stay in the fucking Crown Plaza? That's like, that's their second or third choice. They'll choose anything besides the Crown Plaza. Or aside from that, uh, that Comfort Inn two miles away. They will choose almost anything. Why the hell are you creating this quote-unquote dealer's block? <laughs> Who gives a shit? What they need is a nice bed to sleep on and ensuring that their pipes over their heads aren't hammering at 3 a.m. Oh, God, yes. Oh. But here's also the more shocking part about it. Did you know that MFF's room block lottery is actually smaller this year? What? What the fuck? Mm, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not good. No, no, it is not. It is not. Folks, we had Anthrocon which had 12 hotels in the room block, and they sold out within minutes. And it was a big event. It wasn't the largest in the furry fandom. No, no, no. But it was pretty damn big. It almost broke 10,000 attendees for the first time in Anthrocon's history. It was the largest Anthrocon in history. And you're telling me that for a convention that is supposedly growing, never mind the fact that last year they shrunk significantly, possibly because of the coronavirus effect. Okay, I'll give it that. Mm-hmm, yeah. But for a convention that's supposedly supposed to bounce back, back into the 10,000 attendee range, what the hell are you doing shrinking the room block? And then on top of that, they're doing this stupid rigmarole with... The room block lottery. Nobody wants to play this game. Nobody. Nobody likes the room block lottery at MFF. Nobody. They would much rather just be hunched over at their computers at midnight, ready to just get at it and go for it, press F5, and hope for the best instead of this bullshit. Hell yeah. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if. MFF's board or, or their marketing department or whatever, they either they're, they're like they couldn't negotiate the same amount of rooms for the same price as last year. Of course not. Everything went up in price, MFF. You're not fooling anybody. 
And I bet you, I bet you that they're still charging, they're going to charge more this year for registration. Let me check that for a minute. Hmm. Hmm. Registration, registration. Oh, what the fuck? I just want the prices, damn it. Registration, $70, normal pre-reg now, 75 at the door. Yeah, that went up. <laughs> that went up. $75 for a mid-tier bullshit fest. I can't believe it. But of course, yeah, everything went up. And MFF, no different. And they shrink. They shrunk the room lottery. So your chances of getting a room in the room block are actually smaller now. Because they shrunk the room block. They, ha- they don't have as many rooms as they did last year cruelty yeah and the room lottery is open until sunday september 11th at 11:59 p.m oh boy i can't wait to look through twitter and see all the people that didn't get picked for the room block oh boo you know who didn't get picked the, the the first year they did this room lottery bullshit you know who didn't get picked who jib cody of all people Jib Cody. Oh, no. Granted, it just says that no matter how much clout you have, you cannot buy your way into a room at MFF. If you don't get a room at the room lottery, it doesn't matter how many Twitter followers you have, you're not going to get a room just because you're a big popifer. It's understandable and it's necessary for them to make that clear. That, you know, being a big popifer with 100,000 followers on Twitter isn't going to get you a room at the hotel of your choice. Nevertheless, he, he made it there. And I, I don't really know what, his, uh, what he did for a room at MFF, but he made it there. And, it, you know, good for him. Yeah, good for I don't him. think he's had problems with the room lottery since, but, you know, good for him. But anyway, they're shrinking the room block. And that means fewer opportunities for you, as you may already know. And that also means that you're also going to, if you are going to MFF, you're going to have to buddy up with a bunch of people, some of whom you may know, some of whom you don't know. That's all part of the uh, uh, room group idea that they had. Oh, with the, so with that's the what they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, will there be more than one lottery? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, this is just bullshit all over. And not only that, the smart people who actually wanted to go to MFF, they've already gotten a room. They didn't even deal with the room lottery. They just said, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to get burned if we do the room lottery. So what we're going to do, we're going to call ahead. We're going to call months mm-hmm. in advance. And we're going to get a room. That's the best way That's to do it. That's the best way to do it, yeah. And these people, they already got the rooms. <laughs> they're looking, they're looking at everybody and thinking, well, fuck you, I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. But the cruelty with MFF does not end with a shrinking of the room block and with having a hotel 2.3 miles away from all the action now i have in my hand the midwest fur fest 2022 covid19 policy yes oh god because as you remember last year 
Midwest Fur Fest required that everybody be vaccinated in order to attend. And most, and that did not deter a lot of people from going. Oh, no, it didn't. No. Like, they still had, like, like 80-something, 8,000 or so-ish attendees. Somewhere they shrunk. They shrunk. Of course they shrunk. But it's still pretty damn big. Still a pretty big event. Well, this year, given the uh, the enormous success when it comes to uh, obeying and complying with these policies, they decided they're going to do it again. This time, it's even worse. The beatings will continue until full compliance is reached. And meanwhile, they will continue to other all the people who are unvaccinated, and now they're going to start othering all the people who are undervaccinated. People like me, who have decided not to get a booster. Thank you, but I will not be taking a booster. And therefore, <laughs> I am not welcome at MFF. I'm probably not even welcome to show up. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's part of that's part of the COVID nineteen policy for this year. Midwest Fur Fest requires vaccinations and all recommended boosters, as recommended by the CDC. They're required for attendance to Midwest Fur Fest 2022. What? What the required? Fuck? Not optional. Required. Oh, but that's not all. Uh oh. Masks compliant with CDC recommendations are required in all public spaces of the convention, and this includes under fursuit hats. What the fuck? Oh, oh, my, god. oh my god! God damn! End it! Stupidity. So they dropped this uh, COVID nineteen policy on everybody about the day after they opened the room block so it was kind of a bait and switch that they did there and they know what they're doing they know that people want to go to mff and they know that if they did this before they opened the room block registrations would be down they did this deliberately folks and no nobody likes to wear a mask under their fursuit head let me tell you when you are wearing a fursuit head the primary means of ventilation is through the mouth. Not the eyes, not the nostrils, the mouth. Mm -hmm. And you're telling people they got to cover up that part of their mouth so that they can barely breathe already without a mask. But now you're going to completely... Uh, uh, you're, gonna, you're going to restrict their breathing with a mask that is made with triple layer protection so that when you breathe out you can barely breathe in except from the holes that are in the back where the mask doesn't fit flush with the face what the fuck is wrong with you nobody likes this shit no nobody and of course furries are mad as hell as they should be as they should be yes uh, mask requirements. I, I gotta go over the mask requirements because this is just, a, this is bloody insane. We tweeted about this on Twitter and thank you. We had a lot of uh, very interesting conversations about uh, these, uh, this on Twitter, which, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very thankful for. 
They were but, great. Yeah. We had uh, one person point this out. If you have asthma or a related medical condition, you can remove your mask if you have a medical episode. Once the episode is finished, we ask you to wear the mask again. What? <laughs> what the fuck? MFF, what the fuck is wrong with you? You think, you think an asthma attack is what? Like a soap opera episode? What, it, it, what the fuck? No! No! This is how you can tell that nobody on MFF's board has asthma or has any trouble breathing. Because they do this bullshit. And they didn't even retract it. Folks. And what's, hey, hold on. And what's worse, some of them probably wear fur suits and they're okay with wearing masks. Look, look, I don't care. I don't care if somebody is okay with wearing a mask under a fursuit. I'm not talking to you idiots. I'm no. not talking to you idiots. This is not for you. I'm not here to entertain your bullshit. If you want to have, be entertained by bullshit, zooier than now is over that way, all right? Go over there. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm here to talk about bullshit from MFF because these people have no idea what the fucking asthma attack is. You have trouble breathing when you have an asthma attack and your anxiety is through the fucking roof. It is. And you're and these people are looking at it like, "Oh, you're 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 done freaking out about your breathing problems. Can you please put the mask on so I'm not diseased with your diseases? Thank you." Fuck you. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is why I'm saying these rules are cruelty. Absolute cruelty. They do not care about you. This is the definition of cruelty right here. If they gave a fucking damn about you, they wouldn't tell you to take a vaccine and all these boosters to just attend. They wouldn't tell you to put on a damn mask under the fursuit. They wouldn't tell you to put the damn mask on once you're done choking your life out because you're having asthma. Holy shit. I'm running hot. <laughs> I can tell. I can feel it from off the screen right now. And, and, and it just goes on. It just goes on. They, they, don't, they don't care about you folks. They, they made these two charts about when you should be able to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 for Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, and Novavax, the newest one. And they did this last year. The only difference is last year they didn't require boosters, and last year they didn't require Nova, or they didn't have Novavax last year. But even then, back then, they still required vaccinations, and they had a special booth that you had to go to to check your vaccination status with a third party. Nobody involved with MFF was actually checking those cards. It was some third party that they hired. Mm -hmm. So they spent money. To have those people actually look at the cards. Wow. They spent your money that you spent to attend the damn thing. They spent it on these idiots just to look at your card and say, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your vaccination. You're good to go. <laughs> That's like paying taxes. Yeah. It's like government, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hey. Yeah. You spend money and you get nothing for free. Not government. There we go. 
But I'm, I guarantee you folks, they're going to do the same bullshit that they did last year. The same dehumanizing bullshit where they have a third party check the vaccination cards and now they're going to be checking to make sure the boosters are on time, that you have the primary series on time, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to give you the vaccinated wristband. The wristband. Yeah, the wristband to show that you are the vaccinated so that you're not one of those unvaccinated or undervaccinated untermenschen. Untermenschen. It shows I comply. Yes. I mean, everything about this stupid COVID-19 policy is so smug and condescending. If you're unable or unwilling to get vaccinated and provide proof of vaccination, we encourage you to consider attending Midwest for Fest 2023 as we will be unable to admit you this year. You said that last year, you assholes! You think this is going to be different next year? It better be! Probably not. More bullshit from this uh, COVID-19 policy. Woodwind, brass, and other breath-powered instruments may not be played in any convention space other than as a scheduled performance as masking such instruments is impractical. <laughs> oh, oh my god. What the fuck, man? They, they, are, they are obsessed with this masking bullshit. They want you to mask all the time. All the fucking time. They're obsessed with masking more than they're obsessed about just having you having a good time. So stupid. CDC approved masks are required in the fursuit lounges as well, even when fursuit heads are removed. Oh, fuck no. I am sweating my ass off. I'm, I'm like burning up. My head is burning up. And you're telling me, oh, please wear your mask, please. Oh. Sir! Sir! Can you put on a mask? Fuck you! Fuck you! Yeah, fuck you! I'm burning up, dammit! I need all the ventilation I can get! Telling me to put on a mask. Fuck you! How about you put on a mask? Yeah, put on a mask, man. Put on a mask and shut up! So I don't have to hear your ass telling me to put on a damn mask! Better yet, put a gag ball in your mouth. That's precisely what it is. Hell yeah. <sighs> and not only that, remember last time we talked about the CDC's new updated guidance. I have it in my hand right here. Released August 11th, 2022. Oh, cool. Good. And remember when it said that CDC's COVID-19 prevention recommendations no longer differentiate based on a person's vaccination status because breakthrough infections occur, though they are generally mild. And persons who have had COVID-19 but are not vaccinated have some degree of protection against severe illness from their previous infection. Gee, it would have been great if MFF got the fucking memo. It would have been. It would have been great. Dumbasses. But folks, I'm already telling you right now that I can tell you with 95% certainty, this is backfiring. This COVID-19 policy is the reason MFF is going to drop in attendance this year. Probably not by a lot, but it is going to suffer a decline 
a measurable decline. People are already looking at this and seeing the insanity that MFF is exhibiting with their thimble of power right here. Folks, you gave MFF a thimble of power when you complied with their COVID-19 policies last year. Now they're doubling down on the cruelty because they can. And they know that people will abide by it. I shouldn't have to say this, but there is no reason why MFF should tell you to go get a vaccine. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I sh- should I get a booster just to attend MFF? The answer is no. The ethical and moral answer is no. Hard no. Hard no. Because, let me just lay out this uh, thinking exercise for you. And I implore you, before you get started, I want you to turn off CNN, MSNBC, all your news media, turn it off. Just listen to the sound of my voice while I take you through this thinking exercise. So first of all, I want to ask you, why did you get the vaccine in the first place? And it's not a rhetorical question. It's not, it's not to challenge your thinking. It's not to belittle you. I'm asking in a general way, what, what was your reasoning for getting the vaccine? For many of us, we got our first doses of the vaccine back in 2021. And if you go back to 2021, go back and remember the messaging that we all received back in 2021. The vaccines are safe and effective. The vaccines will prevent hospitalizations and deaths. The vaccine will prevent transmission. The vaccine will help reduce the spread. We were all told this as some way, shape, or form by some entity, whether it be the government, whether it be media, whether it be the pharmaceutical manufacturers themselves. Because I remember last year, Pfizer, BioNTech, they spent billions of dollars on radio ads that I heard multiple times a day that were saying basically the same thing. And that basically ended with, please get vaccinated. So back in 2021, we all got the message that we needed to go get vaccinated to slow the spread of COVID and to ensure that people don't die from COVID. Many of you, within the sound of my voice, many of you heeded that call. I also got the vaccine for various reasons. However, we were not completely fully informed, but we still took it anyway. And back then, we saw the vaccine as an effective prevention for Mm COVID-19. Now, what does prevention mean? It means an action that we take to reduce the likelihood of a negative outcome later on. It's why we have insurance on our our vehicles, on our house. You know, imagine if uh, you, you had a house fire and you lose everything. Well, you have homeowner's insurance and homeowner's insurance is supposed to step in and revalue your life so that you are not left with nothing after the house fire, right? Right. It's, it's, it's there to reduce the burden of that negative outcome. 
Same thing with the vaccine. We took it because we wanted to reduce the burden on us of the negative outcome, which is getting COVID-19 and ending up in the hospital and possibly on a ventilator dying. We all had that image in our head. Yes. We all didn't want to be that dude or that dudette who is laying on the hospital bed, dying as they're on a ventilator. But with that said, what if I told you that taking the vaccine, the primary series of vaccines, what if I told you that the vaccine didn't lower your risk at all? You took it as a preventative measure and it did nothing. I feel cheated. I'm not asking this just, you know, because I want to, I want to just like pull shit out of my ass. I'm not saying this to troll people. I'm asking a legitimate question. What if you took your vaccine and what if I told you that it's possible, though not you know, don't, don't, don't come at me saying, well, well, you, well, sir, you can't prove that. Of course, it's not a provable claim because it, it's a counterfactual in and of itself because you're basically testing it against something that didn't happen. You can't say, well, you know, we, we can't test it against you when you were unvaccinated versus when you got the vaccine. Got it? Got it. You know, we, we can't, we can't test that. But I just want to ask you in a hypothetical way, what if I told you that it's possible that the vaccine, when you take the vaccine, it did not lower your risk from when you didn't get the vaccine? As in, you took the vaccine as a preventative measure and it didn't prevent it. And I'm looking at the people who go to these furry conventions and they get the vaccine, they get the boosters, they put on two masks. They wear the masks everywhere. They have, a, you know, kind of a good time, but they wear masks everywhere. And then they go home, they test, and they get COVID. Um, it's happening more often than not. It is. And I, yeah. I've yet to experience COVID. And I'm just like, I'm looking at all this as like... <laughs> How is it possible? I go to all these places. I go, I, I travel. I've been traveling since 2021, nonstop. You know, I've been traveling here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. I've, I've, I, I don't even give a shit about the COVID rules. I didn't give a shit. And how is it that, what am I doing right to avoid COVID? And what are you doing wrong to get COVID? Don't know. It it is a mystery. It, it is. truly is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I, I will admit, I'm not nearly in good a shape as you are. Oh, no, I'm not. I need to be in better shape, but I I just I get lazy. But going back to that thought exercise, if you took a vaccine to prevent a, a bad outcome from happening. And the vaccine does not lower your risk of that outcome from happening. It basically just, you know, your, your risk stays constant, whether you take the vaccine or not. Then there's another question that pops up. If, if you find that your risk didn't lower because you took a vaccine, hmm. 
And that question is, well, what changed? If my risk of getting COVID-19 with the vaccine did not change from getting COVID without the vaccine, the outcome was the same for both instances. And again, it's a hypothetical. I will admit that. Then what did the vaccine change? That's where it gets really scary. Yes. So I have in front of my desk this, uh, store, this uh, journal entry that uh, was published in Elsevier. It was published at the end of August. Actually, it was accepted 1st of August, 2022, and it's available online. Serious adverse effects of special interest following mRNA COVID-19 vaccination and randomized trials in adults. I'm not going to read through all of this because there's quite a lot to take in, and it's not that long. Uh, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven pages, uh, not counting the references. But nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm, I'm going to go over some of the uh, some of the juicier parts of this uh, journal because I think it's very important that we understand that the that everything we've been told about the vaccines was later found out to be false. And I'm saying the word deliberately. They were false. Yes, they were. Like the claim that the vaccines are safe and effective that that was false. Wrong. The claim that the vaccines would stop transmission, that was false. Wrong. The claim that the vaccines would stop infection, that was false. Wrong. And the claim that the vaccine would uh, slow the spread, that was definitely wrong. That's all wrong. Wrong. And for any of you who have been listening to this podcast from the very beginning, you've heard me say multiple times over and over, the vaccine does not slow infection. The vaccine does not stop transmission. I've said that over and over multiple times on this podcast. And now here I am saying it again. And it's right. It's right. It's absolutely correct. You don't even need to take it from me. You can observe it in all of these conventions, BLFC, FWA, Anthrocon, even Philadelphia. They had some cases there too. Texas Furry Fiesta. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who are getting it, they're vaccinated. So let me go over this Elsevier article. Harm-benefit considerations. In the Moderna trial, the excess risk of serious adverse effects or events of special interest, 15.1 per 10,000 participants, was higher than the risk reduction for COVID-19 hospitalization relative to the placebo group of 6.4 per 10,000 participants. In the Pfizer trial, the excess risk of serious adverse events of special interest is 10.1 per 10,000 was higher than the risk reduction for COVID-19 hospitalization relative to the placebo group of 2.3 per 10,000 participants. Now, these numbers look small, and they, they are. I'm not here to, I don't want to be a fear peddler here. But you have to understand that, that these vaccines were given out in the hundreds of millions of doses, and hundreds of millions of people got these vaccines in our own country alone. Millions more got these vaccines globally. 
And so when you extrapolate like that, it means that a large group of people globally are going to get a serious adverse effect, according to this paper. And do they have? Yeah. And they have a list of uh, serious adverse events of special interest in the Pfizer trial. Anaphylaxis. Ooh, scary. Encephalitis. Ooh. Oh, the God, I, I don't want that. Encephalitis. Swelling of the brain. Yeah, I don't want that either. Yeah. Well, I, I, actually, no, that was that was not from the vaccine. That was from the placebo group. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. All right. Oh. Caught myself there. <laughs> but anaphylaxis, that was from the pl- vaccine and placebo. Uh, acute kidney injury, that was from the vaccine only. Oh, don't want that. Yeah. Acute rep- respiratory distress syndrome, majority in the vaccine. Coagulation disorder. Ooh, that's scary. More, yeah, blood clots. Yeah. Big blood clots. That can kill you. Yeah, myocarditis, pericarditis. That's, uh, that's the serious one that everybody's harping about. There, it, okay, I don't want, I want to, I'm going to clear something up. There is no such thing as mild myocarditis. No such thing. You look at any, you talk to any cardiologist. There is no such thing as mild myocarditis that you can just shrug off and go on with your life. No. Myocarditis is a serious thing. It's inflammation of the myocardial muscle. Pericarditis, the same thing. It's inflammation of the pericardial muscle. And these muscles, they don't heal the same way. No. You know, going back to the numbers, how we were given these vaccines, the vaccines were given as a one-size-fits-all approach to preventing serious COVID-19 deaths and uh, hospitalizations. But again, there's risk factors that apply to everybody, that are unique to everybody. That's why a one-size-fits-all approach to healthcare doesn't work. And it's also why the government is not your doctor. Or your friend. Or your friend, yeah. The government is not your doctor or your friend. And MFF is not your doctor or your friend either. And they should stop pretending to be that. They're not in your best interest. They are not in your best interest. Because if they were in your best interest, they would be looking at these serious adverse effects that you can get from being vaccinated and say, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We're exposing people who are otherwise of no risk to any of these serious adverse effects deliberately. Yeah. Just so we can avoid one disease that 99% of the population can survive and deal with on their own. Exactly. They don't care about your health. No, they don't care about you. That's that's why this Midwest Fur Fest COVID-19 policy is so absolutely cruel. Because they don't care about your health. Period. They think that they're doing something right, but they are doing something horrible. By demanding that everybody in attendance take this vaccine. And at the same time, they've been the ones that have always touted, oh, we must trust the science. Follow, we must follow the science. We're following the science. We're following CDC guidelines. Hello, MFF. The CDC, they published their guidelines. Did you not read it? I can read it for you. Would you like me to do that? Hell, I'll get a chair. I'll get some bean bags. I can have like a little story time hour with this fucker right here. I'll bring the popcorn. The CDC threw out just about everything 
that MFF is doing this year. They don't recommend any of it. They recommend personal risk assessment, which is something that I've been recommending for the longest time. You know what's even more of a joke of this shit? What's that? Is that they, they ask in the damn FAQ for this bullshit under the event. Is it safe to attend conventions already? And they answer with the most clown worldish answer I've ever heard out of MFF. This is a personal question you must ask yourself. What the fuck? Like, what? Then what? Why the fuck are you doing any of this? If it's a personal question, then that should be it. Yeah, it should be it. If it's a personal question, then the requirements for fucking masks and vaccines, they're all dependent on you, the individual. And all this bullshit about, oh, requiring masks and vaccines and all this public blah, 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 blah. Oh. It's all bullshit. Folks, this is going to blow up. I can tell you within 95% confidence, this is already going to blow up in MFF's face. I know people who are just dropping MFF right now and saying, no, we're not attending MFF this year because of this nonsense. Good. And these are people that go every year to MFF. They have not missed a year aside from 2020 where everybody missed that year because, of course, everything was shut down. <laughs> You're killing off even diehards, longtime attendees of MFF who through thick and thin still go to MFF, make a, a plan and an effort to get there. Yes. And they're saying, no, 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 no. We're not doing this shit. We're not going. Congratulations, MFF. I hope it was worth it. I hope you can go up on the stage in your stupid frilly mask <laughs> and say, this is the biggest MFF ever. We have 7,000 people. <laughs> Fucking clowns! I need people to be more vocal about your displeasure, for the lack of a better term, mm -hmm. of these COVID-19 policies. Don't just stop at the mask policy. The mask policy is asinine. I get it. Nobody likes wearing a mask under their fursuit. Nobody likes wearing the mask anyway. And there's no place in this country that's still mandating a mask, aside from the, the, most, the most liberal of liberal liberalvilles in America. But at the same time, you need to take a stand against the mass mandate, against the vaccine mandate, against the room lottery, and you need to make it well known that you're not going to go until they change. If you continue to go and you bow down to everything, they're just going to double down again in 2023. They're going to say, oh, well, now you require the COVID-19 vaccines, the COVID-19 boosters, the monkeypox vaccine. And everybody has to just wear a latex suit so that you're not spreading around the monkeypox. <laughs> Congratulations. You earned that. But if enough people get mad and get vocal and let Midwest Fur Fest know that this is bullshit and that... You're done with this crap. They'll course correct rather quickly. Folks, don't ever take a vaccine for a convention. The convention is not liable for whatever happens to you if you take a vaccine. If you get injured with that vaccine, the convention is, has no liability. None. 
And that's why they can force it upon you because they have no accountability at all. They can force you to do anything that they are not accountable to. You now see why this entire policy has been immoral and unethical from the start and has been enforced by the most morally bankrupt sons of bitches in this community. They think that they're doing it for your health. They think they're doing it to make you safe. Bullshit. Bullfucking shit. I can decide that on my own, thank you very much. Exactly. I don't need these people, these stupid communists, telling me how to feel safe, what I need to feel safe. I can decide that on my own, thank you very much. Our next episode will be part two of this podcast series where we bring forth someone who was actually affected negatively by these policies and is being shut out because of the cruelty of MFF. Stay tuned for our next episode. We will see you then. Follow us online on Twitter, twitter.com slash Lifty Unleashed. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Unleashed is brought to you by executive producer Brandon Squire, hosts Lifty Husky and Texiote, produced at the FJB Studios, Seagirt, Maryland. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the respective views of the hosts and guests only. Unleashed! Unleashed.